this week on Young Nostalgia, we're a little bit rusty, but we're talking about cool. <laughs> we're as cool as Luke. Let's take a look. Hello and welcome back. Apologize for that. That was a little bit of a rough, rocky no, start. Just, but what else is there to expect from another Young Nostalgia episode? What's no, up, I was again? just going to say, just, to, just so you're aware, I was definitely about a second and a half late on getting that record button. <laughs> That's what so I thought. They're not going to line up I, I, super I, well. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I said record, and then all of a sudden I hear a... At like way afterwards anyway that's good stuff welcome back to young nostalgia we know it's been a hot minute and we know that life usually takes hold um you know multiple times during the year but it's so good to be back i'm nolan as always i'm sitting next to my best friend in the entire world we got ben <laughs> who literally t- ben how you doing today big guy i'm doing good how you doing <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally nothing nice to say i've i got nothing <laughs> good to see you no man you look great that's doing Thanks. all right i'm doing well I'm good doing well. good all good. right <laughs> how's your how's your so, your new recording studio there it's fantastic it's really good I'm, I'm looking to get a new boom arm soon something like the one you got so then I can have two different options. So like, let's say if I'm streaming and then in front of the TV, I can use this guy mm-hmm. or something, change it out, or get a long enough boom arm, like scissor boom arm, so then it can just like always be clamped to the desk and then like reach into the middle of the room or something. So like something a little bit more permanent, and then I can just kind of tuck it away. Um, but yeah, that would be awesome. I always thought it'd be up. cool. But so to- far, it's great. We got carpet in here, so oh. it doesn't like echo all over the place nice nice yeah i i like i like this particular boom arm but uh you well i guess the scissor arm i guess um what you should do is you should take both and put them together so you should have your long boom and then put like you know the spring-loaded scissor arm on the end of that and so you can literally just like hold on (laughs) to the mic and just walk around the room while no, you're dude, honestly, or you can just like really lay cool. on the floor or, or almost <laughs> lay on the floor right or like it would be really cool if, if it was like big enough or something anchor it to the to the middle of the room on the ceiling and you can like push it up out of the way or bring it down and around wherever you need to go <laughs> it'd be like a tv crew kind of <laughs> like mike with the big fluffy thing you see right you see uh boom operators they'll sometimes dip it down right. into the frame Yep, yep, and then accidentally hit something and there's a whole bunch of like feedback. <laughs> no, man, I, I it's good, it's good. It, it's good to be here. I was able to set up the vinyl behind me. I meant to show you the LED light strip I have behind the, the hanging shelves. Oh, fancy, yeah. fancy. Yeah, with a remote control, you can, you can choose what you want. And it's just like a portable battery. So like the USB plugs in there and then... That makes it so there's no like strings hanging. Oh, nice, even better. So you don't have to (laughs) to run the cable or anything to it. Mm -hmm. That's always tough hiding cables on stuff like that, unless you have like a house that's you know wired for accessories like that. You know, you always have to find a place to stash the cable. Right. Someday I'd like to have like a mounted TV, but with all the wires like in the drywall. Yes. So yes. 
That's the dream. Have you ever seen people do it where uh, they'll have the TV on the wall and they'll have all their devices, Xbox, uh, Blu-ray player, uh, mm. you know, satellite receiver, whatever, mounted on the wall as well, and then they'll route the cables uh, so it looks like they'll route everything so it kind of looks like a circuit board. Oh, they'll route all the cables sweet. like in kind of like hard 90s and 45s and they all f- run parallel to each other and then they'll, a lot of times they'll have like uh, uh, RGB LED backlights and everything you know they're, they're more for like gaming setups kind of kind of stuff but uh, right it's right. It, it's really cool because it's it shows all of the devices and all the wires and stuff but it's clean at the same time yeah no I'm a fan of that too and like having it even on each side so it doesn't like you know look off and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah so. yeah that's good stuff. I'm a fan. Yeah. Cable um, management. All right. Cable management. I'm going to put you great. in the hot seat. Oh, boy. It oh is. Oh, boy. No, it truly is. All right. I'm putting you in the hot seat real quick. Um, I need to know, but most importantly, the world and our listeners, the most important listeners out there need to know, are you a waffle or pancake guy? Pancake. Yep. Pancake? I, I like waffles. Interesting. Interesting. But pan, if I had to choose. Okay. Okay. Pan, uh, pancake. Any reason why? Um, I don't know. Like, I think, I mean, in reality, they're pretty much the same. It's more of just like batter wise. I don't even know that there's a huge difference between pancake batter okay. and waffle batter. But I think it's a texture thing. Like waffles are good and they're good okay. when they're a little crispy and they can, you kind of snap into them a little bit. That's good and all, but I like the fluffiness of a really airy, fluffy pancake. Okay. And the o- only that. real toughness that. or I crunch always used that to be... you really get is to kind of like that little crunchiness mm-hmm. right around the edge and then the rest is just fluffy. Yeah. What about you? What, right. What, what, brought right. This, what brought this question up? I... <laughs> I, I respect. That. Well, the, what brought this on is because I have been a changed man. I I have been changed. I was I was a pancake guy. Wow. For almost all my life, and then we got a we got a waffle maker for like the wedding mm-hmm. registry mm-hmm. stuff. And it wasn't until we moved to the place we're currently at that like the waffle making really ramped <laughs> up. And let me tell you, man, like the ease of being able to pour batter and make a waffle so crispy and yummy has just put me over the moon and over the top. Like waffles, I think are my favorite way to go. And it's really cool too. Cause like Michelle has even like opened my eyes to making two half waffles mm. and you put a whole bunch of chocolate chips and everything in the middle and everything just melts into each other. And like, that's so what kind of waffle stuff. maker is this? Is this the kind so. we pour it in and it's got the auto like flips up and down and, or is it just the, the normal, like basically George Foreman with waffle grids? Right, yeah, yeah, it, like grills on both okay. sides, and you don't flip it, and you just you pull it down, and then when the light turns green, you're you're good. Gotcha. To go, so. Yeah, I I I grew up. Yeah. We had a waffle maker at home, uh, used it a lot, and yeah, I don't know. I just like I I like them, but I just I got a soft spot for pancakes and pancakes with butter. Can't mm-hmm. beat it. No, I I know I appreciate it, and don't get me wrong, I will eat either one of them, but. You know, if I'm just making a quick breakfast at home and I have the opportunity, I'll take that. All right. So here, hear me out on this. I have not. I will preface this by having I've not tried it, 
but it's on my list of things to do. <clears throat> Hopefully I don't derail the whole show just talking about waffles here. Um, <laughs> so I've heard of people taking a waffle maker and using solely their their Thanksgiving waffles. And what you okay. do is you take okay. basically all the leftovers from Thanksgiving and you dump it into the waffle maker and make waffles. Uh, the main no base for everything is pretty much the stuffing. You pretty much spread the okay. stuffing out and then you dump, you know, you take leftover turkey, kind of shred it up, throw it in there. Uh, you take a little bit of uh, you know, anything you would eat on Thanksgiving, really. You can throw some mashed potatoes in there, uh, maybe a little bit of gravy, and then you basically just cook it like you would a waffle and you can eat it with either just eat it plain or you can eat it with some cranberry sauce. Um, I've heard multiple people talk about doing that sort of thing. And I could, I could see myself getting on board with that. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, you want to come over for Thanksgiving this year? <laughs> Make some and Thanksgiving then- <laughs> waffles next day. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll just hung over and then just like the, the best day. Oh, you know what? That sounds like sure. a fantastic hungover food. Wait, it does sound real good. Like, even putting just, like, turkey gravy on top would be super yummy. Oh, yeah. All right, now, we haven't eaten dinner yet, and I'm getting really hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we should we get into this? It's been 10 minutes. It's yeah. so good to be back. Thanks yeah, so we much should, for joining us. We We're should be probably get Cool Hand Luke today. All right, here we go. As always, per tradition, we got this crazy Seinfeld uh, intermission uh, loop. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us. Episode 122 coming at you. It's been a hot minute and a hot break, but we're talking about Cool Hand Luke in our first hand impressions that we watched probably almost two months ago. Two months ago at this point, but you know, quality sure does take time. All right. Quick round out of what Cool Hand Luke um, is as a film and, and like the history of it. Uh, came out in 1967. It's an American prison drama film directed by Stuart Rosenberg starring Paul Newman and featuring George Kennedy in an Oscar winning performance. Newman stars in the title role as Luke, a prisoner in a Florida prison camp who refuses to submit to the system. The film set in the early 1950s is based on Don Pierce's 1965 Cool Hand Luke uh, book so so just to kind of take us back a little bit uh this is the second to last <laughs> movie in the movie series that we started a long while ago but uh this was ben's pick um ben's third and last pick i believe of, of the series so um yeah so so with ben having you know long time really enjoyed and top one of his top favorite movies of all time uh this is my first time ever watching and experiencing it so uh, per usual, we'll be going through like my notes. Ben will chime in with his thoughts um, as well. So, what do you think, big guy? Like, let's get into it. I, <laughs> you know, I, I really enjoy this movie. Hopefully, you did too. And I think it's going to be a good time uh, talking about it. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So, the first off, um, talking just like chronologically with how the movie went. I always really enjoy old movies like this when they keep <laughs> like the the beginning. Um, 
advertisement kind of things of being like what has been used in this movie to bring it to like like uh oh it's it's a Lionsgate film or mm-hmm. something like that but this was like Technicolor was in the opening yep. credits which is funny because you know I don't know exactly like the exact time that color started becoming like mainstream but you know Technicolor I feel like is is a very old brand that you associate with like top quality color movies back in the day yeah so it was it was kind of cool to see that like anymore it's more like Dolby you know video sound and all that kind of yeah stuff. now you don't even really see anything about color I mean you see a little bit from like the production company in the in the beginning um, but mm-hmm. now it's all it's all audio um, I can't think of and you know what I think that's kind of came and went too it seems like it was. It was color and effects, and then it was all nothing but audio in the beginning. You hear that? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's the big one? You're, everyone talks about the the noise, the V V VFX. I think uh, I know what you're talking VH- about. Where it's like VHX, it's like a like it starts it starts really low, and then it gets like yeah, that one. That's the big one that I know okay. a lot of people always comment on. Uh, pretty. Uh, <clears throat> pretty universally known i guess is what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know i'm actually looking i'm i'm sure you can hear me click clacking on this stupid loud uh (laughs) keyboard but i'm looking at uh technicolor right now i mean they used uh filming for musicals such as wizard of oz 1939 uh so it does go back i'm not a huge uh aficionado as far as you know when you know color and movies started to become popular um yeah interesting that might be you know what that might be a whole good topic for another episode if we remember it in the future (laughs) that's a good point (laughs) add that to the list of 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 good future episodes that we'll forget by the time this is done (laughs) <laughs> no, I left the tab open, um, so it'll remind me. I love it. Okay, good call. <laughs> we'll add that into our shared note, notes folder. Um, so n- next up, kind of like going into the background and, and maybe just like the the naming conventions, they kind of referred to the main prison that this was taking place as a road prison. I've never really like heard of this reference before. I mean, granted, being set in the 1950s, this could have been something that's more of like a work prison camp kind of a thing. Yeah, it's um, pretty much just a and like maybe that's why they call it's it like just a, a chain prison. gang type prison, hard labor. Right, right, right. So, well, 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 it's weird too because like some people are like they killed people. And I wouldn't think that they'd be like on a chain gang if they like killed people though. <laughs> because it seems like it'd be easy you know to mean? escape. Yeah, or kill another person or well, something. Well, yeah, that's true. I think, I mean, just like there is nowadays. I mean, there's tons of different prisons. People are sent to different ones based on personality traits and, and you know, things like that. So I, I don't think that they would put anyone out there that, they, you know, the system didn't feel comfortable putting out there now i believe this that the setting for this movie was uh where did i see that at uh set was built in stockton california they actually uh the the filmmakers sent a crew to 
Tavares Road Prison in Tavares, Florida. I'm sure I'm butchering that name of the state. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of where this the the setting of this movie was based on. This is kind of based on a real prison. Uh, they 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 looked at uh, mess hall, warden's quarters, guard shack, dog kennels. They and and their work, the type of work that they were doing. Um, and that's what this oh, movie okay. was all based around. And I believe that this same prison was actually where uh, Pierce, the the writer of the book, I think he actually served time there. And then they they based the setting for Cool Hand Luke on that same prison. That's really yes. cool. I, I don't like have that. any background um, on what the, you know, why he was there, what he did or anything like that. Just that uh, he did serve right. time there and that's where the movie was based on. And that's where the book that's is based That's really on. cool. I, I, right, right. I had no idea. Uh, I wonder if it's almost kind of like amplifying a personality that he met while he was in there. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Like maybe not somebody like Cool and Luke, but like... <clears throat> somebody that kind of fit that bill yeah yeah i don't i don't have any information on that i i that that detailed stuff i just told you i just learned that uh today (laughs) that was not background (laughs) knowledge that i had (laughs) that's fantastic selling yourself out i'll be i'll be be straight with you like i i I did not know that until i was reading about the movie today (laughs) that's really funny i love that that's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> moving on to like one of the, the the topics that really sticks out to me almost all the time and is towards the top when it comes to our discussions is music. The, yeah, like, you are the movie, movie I feel music like had, guy of the two of us. Yep. <laughs> right. The, <laughs> the, this, this movie, is. I feel like it plays such a great fine line of like using the older movie style of the music is like very subdued almost to none present in certain scenes where almost, um, and then they're like kind of put it on pretty heavy or just lightly in the background that it like swirls all these emotions. Like throughout the whole thing, especially with transitions and when you see them in like the trucks and stuff going out to the road Mm -hmm. for the work, it's very like militaristic, like kind of like nothing else going on other than just like solid, uh, snare drum, like militaristic Mm -hmm. rhythms going through um which kind of like you know puts you in your mind of very red uh rigid regimental um kind of stuff but like it's also very super suspenseful because on the other side of that there's like a lot of ominous noise in the Mm -hmm. background that kind of builds as different interactions of characters happen like as luke becomes you know more segregated and kind of like uh at odds with the with the prison staff you can tell like when he's trying to game the right. system to like poke jabs at him and the music changes and is more suspenseful and then carries on that way once it like reaches the point that, okay, Luke has obviously touched many nerves on the, on the prison <laughs> staff. Um, so, so the music kind of amplifies, amplifies to that point. Um, and I really, really, really enjoyed that throughout the yeah, whole film. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, all of that is offset by the, the occasional, really soft uh kind of slow just single guitar picking as well um oh yeah you know yeah, they'll, yeah. 
especially the you know the the couple times it comes to mind it's always kind of like panning into the the prison yard on like a day off or something like that you kind of have just a, a gentle uh guitar picking in the background and and then of course we they do have like the you know the guitar player that they show every once in a while in the camp and then luke playing uh banjo a couple times um mm-hmm. but yeah right. so you have that military the militaristic music and the that regimented snare drum and then it's offset kind of like you know you said it was uh very regimented in you know when they're off on their way to work and then you get a little bit softer of a a guitar picking every once in a while on their days off or kind of at night when they're relaxing that sort of thing right no absolutely it's cool and it it puts the viewers in that Mm -hmm. mindset of like what they're dealing with at the time yeah um but you know it is kind of funny you always pick up on music and and you know what for some reason maybe i just get sucked into the movies um and I, and I don't pay attention to it quite as much. I really only notice music after the fact when we're talking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, they did that. Or, you know, <laughs> unless it's really bad. If it's really bad and obvious, like, right. I'll notice it. I'm like, well, what, why are they doing that? That's dumb. But, yeah, you're you are the music, the, the, the movie music guy, definitely, out of the two of us. <laughs> That's really funny. That's really funny. One of these times we need to, like get together to watch these movies yeah because i'd be like wait the, do you, the couple do, do you hear yeah, that yeah definitely and the, and the couple times that i pick stuff out right away it's because i go into the movie it's because we're doing a series like this and i go into the movie thinking all right i want to consciously focus on the music and that's the only time i really <laughs> pick stuff out ahead of time <laughs> yeah right right that's funny i love it that's good um Next point here is is talking about throughout the whole film, I felt like the prison, quote unquote, like ins and outs were displayed really well, even from the beginning, kind of like, oh, you know, now it's like fresh meat. So they don't know the kind of um, like unwritten rules, you know, of the of the system in there. Um, And I thought they like did that a really good in a good way, almost like. Uh, when they went out for the very first time after the new people came into the prison and they were like, hey, do you want to swap jobs? Like <laughs> sweeping is so much better than everything else. Um, go ahead and take it. You know what I mean? And then he's like, oh, no, wait, I got told I could take his job. And they're like, sweeping is not a yeah. job because he paid for it. I believe the guy right? just he, gets he, shafted. He either traded yep. something or he paid money for that job. And uh, he's like, right. yeah, there's what are you doing? Grab a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so like that kind of whole thing of of being like uh always take whatever people are saying for like a great assault mm-hmm. you know um in that kind of environment obviously uh and then almost kind of like how word travels fast within there granted i mean it wasn't a big prison but the thing is it's like when somebody starts making waves or is acting very unnormal like not normal for just stay the same, keep your head down, then you'll get through it. But if somebody is like kind of going against the grain, uh, word travels pretty quick. And then Luke's attitude being like kind of cool, demeanor, calm, collected, uh, but also like witty on the back end to like say, no, screw mm-hmm. you with a smile. Smooth. Um, that's, people really that's started the latching best word on. For, yeah. uh, for his attitude. It's just everything he did was smooth. 
Absolutely. That's a, that's a great word for that. But yeah, definitely. And it's, it, I think a lot of, there's a lot of prison movies out there and a lot of, a lot of them don't necessarily get super deep into prison life. And I guess, uh, I guess maybe that's not necessarily true. It's, it seems like it kind of goes either way. It, it's really light. It's more on the social side of the prison or mm-hmm. it's so deep. It's more of a, uh, expose on how horrible prison life is. It kind of goes one of one of two ways. And this kind of fits right down the middle. Like you get to see the, uh, you get to see how a new person in prison, uh, goes about <laughs> learning the do's and don'ts. Um, and then you also right. get to see the social side of things, the things that you, the things that are okay to do and the things that aren't okay to do with the rest of the, pis- the <laughs> prison population, you know? Um, right. And right, it seems right. like there's a lot of movies that swing to one side or the other. And it seems like cool hand Luke kind of, kind of goes right down the middle. Um, and the whole movie is kind of swapping back and forth between the two, uh, fairly evenly. Is kind of what I got from it. Right. I think that's a good, that's a good way to put it, especially, um, especially because it almost shows like the entire spectrum of it, where it's uh, brand new, uh, you know, straight off mm-hmm. the block. Luke doesn't really know what he's doing, but he also makes a, a footprint for himself. Yes, and yep. then it sees how that like continues to grow and grow, and then now he has this one person that's like loyal to him, but almost like too too loyal to overbearing being like oh my man luke when like luke obviously hasn't been like you know what you're my number one Mm go-to guy but he just like assumed that role yeah well um which obviously in the end bit him in the butt but it's like well you know you can't just assume you're somebody's boy yeah well and and that's that's kind of funny that's something i had written down as well is drag line the the guy's I, I can't remember what his actual name in the movie is, uh, but his nickname is Dragline. And he was right. more That's or less right. the leader of that block. And, right. you know, he's the big tough guy and he pretty much ran everything on muscle because he obviously wasn't the brightest bulb in the pack. Um, But... uh when Luke came along, especially after the, you know, the scene, he's was giving him a rough time the whole time. Um, right. And then, okay, well, Sundays are for relax, relaxing and settling disputes or, you know, whatever they said. And, uh, and, you know, they're boxing right. and, and, and that's when Luke really starts to kind of get the respect from everybody else in the prison, especially, Dragline, that's who he's boxing, and he is way outmatched. Uh, George Kennedy, the guy who played Dragline, really big guy, um, way outmatched in this boxing match, and he's just getting his butt kicked, and he refuses to go down <laughs> until Dragline pretty much is like, hey, he, he, I mean, he, he has to keep hitting him, and then finally he's just, you know, we're done here, and and that's when it really kind of started to turn around, and everyone starts respecting him. And then there's a, a weird dynamic switch between uh, Dragline and Luke 
where he, you know, Dragon used to basically be the boss, everything he said goes, and then it's almost like Luke kind of became, he wasn't necessarily the boss, he wasn't barking orders or anything like that, but it's almost like Dragline was kind of just doing what he assumed Luke would want him to do, almost. It's kind of like he was in charge by proxy, if that makes sense. Yep. And he wasn't necessarily like, it wasn't like established that, okay, Luke is now the... You know the you know the leader of the prison, but it just kind of everyone respected him, everyone liked him, everyone knew he was smart, witty, and it just kind of fell in his lap almost. I don't know. I, I'm having a hard right. time explaining it, but it's just it's almost like everyone looked up to him so much that mm-hmm. he the the power just kind of gravitated towards him. Right. No. Absolutely. It, it was almost like. Uh, you know, obviously they can do what they want, but they almost be like, I'm going to do this. All right, Luke. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, or what do you think about this, Luke? Or whatever like Mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like not that Luke's opinion really mattered about whatever it was, but they always were like, Luke, what do you think? Yeah, that's true. It's that, yeah, you're exactly right. His opinion really didn't matter, but everyone, they liked him. They respected him. They, it's like they ran everything by him just because they wanted his approval. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. that's a great way of putting it. It's crazy. That I thought that was a great point that you brought up. Um, and kind of like going forward a little bit, like my notes of me just really enjoying like the origin mm-hmm. of the name Cool Hand Luke, which kind of got picked up after he just took all those punches and mm-hmm. everything. Um, and obviously you know, with, with things from the guards and stuff, I think pretty pretty much Dragline um, offered that up because they were like playing cards that night after yep, the fight. Yep, he um, and the way that 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 he was playing his cards and all that kind of stuff, where he just bluffed the entire table. Yeah, and and that was absolutely had nothing. And that Cool Hand Luke was kind of a, a part of a quote that he said too. You know, he he bluffed everyone, and that's he obviously had gained some respect, and that's how he got led into the card game, and that's kind of what clinched it for clinched it for him. Was you know we bluffed everyone out of so much money. Uh, Dragline was basically taking out lines of credit from people uh, to keep staying right, in the right. game. Or it wasn't Dragline. I think he was he was almost kind of playing for somebody else. But you know it doesn't matter. And and bluffs everyone out. Turns out Luke had nothing. And then you know Luke said something about uh, uh, you know sometimes nothing is a real cool hand. And right, uh, right, and right. That, pretty much stuck the rest of the the rest of the movie i love it It, it's just cool (laughs) and it's almost just like it puts a smile on your face when you like hear that quote Mm -hmm. um in the movie and then now you kind of realize what's happening uh very very cool and and, okay moving on this point i feel like is very important (laughs) to touch on to this day i have a tough time eating (laughs) eggs like (laughs) what Oh my god, I just he ate what? 50 hard 50 boiled hard boiled eggs in an hour. In an hour. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh, that scene. Uh, I don't 
I'm not a huge egg person anyway. You know, I'll eat scrambled eggs, you know, whatever. I'm not a, I would never specifically order any type of egg, really. There's never a time when I, okay. I, I just feel like having some eggs. Nope, never been me. <laughs> I definitely don't. I do not like hard-boiled eggs. And so even at, right as this scene is starting, I am pretty much feeling just as queasy as Luke in the movie is feeling by the end of, you know, eating 50 eggs. Like, it just, there's something about it. Like, oh my goodness, I can't imagine eating 50 hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> and the way they're... Bro, man. Uh, and they did such a good job in the movie with making it so convincing that he is just dying. You know, the way they're stuffing the eggs in his mouth when he's laying down, you know? Yep. Yep, like chewing his mouth for him. <laughs> God, God, it's just disgusting. <laughs> just and there's just like a pile of shells, and it's like no. no I was no, just no, gonna no, no, say no. that the piles of shells just everywhere. Uh, <laughs> God, I just can't. I just I can't. All right, I don't think I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It's like now I can like I can like taste it, just smell the air of what's hard boiled eggs smelled like. Just imagine being in there, and it's like. 90 degrees eating hard-boiled eggs and this smells like just oh yeah i mean it's got to smell uh, awful anyway all those guys living in a uh, a barrack and i believe this is supposed to take place in florida uh you know a hot florida uh-huh. summer nothing but a couple fans moving air around and then you just add 50 hard-boiled eggs in the shells all over the place on top <laughs> of all of that just oh ugh, ugh. Gives me the queasies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, like the important point that was we've been talking about for quite a while now um, is just the way throughout the entire movie that Luke garners respect is very important and is very different and almost opposite from like the typical prison stereotype. Where in prison stereotype, it's like. Uh, punch the first person you see and then you'll start getting respect. You know what I mean? And in this way, he's almost just like taking the punches and with that, garners respect because no matter what happens, he doesn't change the way he interacts with anybody uh, or or any situation, even after like the typical stereotype of I'm just going to pound you into the ground doesn't change him. So I thought that yeah, was Yeah, definitely. Good. The, uh, it's kind of... Gosh, I have no idea what the heck is going on outside right now. Hopefully it's not being picked up on the mic. Um, sounds like there's a demolition derby going on outside my window here. Um, <laughs> it's almost like it's kind of going the opposite way. Like you said, you know, rather than going out and showing that you're tough, prove it. In like It's like right. playing, It's instead of playing, trying to show off in the short term, you prove it in the long game, you know? Right. Um, and that was definitely his style. Definitely Luke's style. Right. Which I almost just like respect even more on top of just punching Mm -hmm. people. I mean, and and you know, and, and his motivation was different as well. It wasn't, it wasn't to show everyone that you were the toughest. It wasn't to show everyone that, you know, he was the top dog. It was more or less just, hey, this is, he's going to, you know, prove that he's tough 
he and it was more or less to fit in than anything else. He wasn't trying right. to take over, wasn't trying to, <coughs> you know, make a spot for himself. It was just kind of a uh, fit in. This is who he was, and you know, maybe stop getting picked on a little bit, and and you know, that's really all that he kind of wanted. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm cool. That's cool. I love it. Um, rounding out here for for my points at least is just like the ending that kind of like really stuck out with me. Obviously, it was leading up because of uh, Luke's multiple like escape attempts, but like nothing ever deterred this guy. It was almost like the thing that garnered him respect is now the thing that's driving him nuts. Like right. all everyone respects him, everyone wants his opinion, especially uh Dragline is just like over the top about him. Um almost just kind of like reliant on his approval to be able to be a human being. And that's the thing that's kind of driving him nuts and just being like stop caring about me. He's like there is nothing about me you need to care like care about. Y- yeah, um, because after his first escape attempt, you know, even even though he got caught for whatever reason, that made him a hero. Right, right, yeah, right. He was popular before he did that, but that, you know, afterwards it just skyrocketed. Um, and it kept right. going up after every subsequent escape attempt. Right. And yeah, I mean. Right. And then like. No, sorry, all, all I was going to, I was just going to go on with that a little bit more because, you know, he sent the, the the fake photo of him with the with the women and everyone was going crazy and 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 you know it got to a point where he especially after the system broke him people were actually mad at him because they kind of right. saw him right. as a as a hero and then they that that uh it was ruined for everybody yep 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 <laughs> I'm with you. And then he's just like on his last straw of just being like, why? There is nothing about me that makes me special. Um, and then the ending kind of brings it in a way that's like, obviously Luke dies, but that's what he wanted almost. Oh, definitely. I, you know, especially, especially watching the movie over, picking up on his mannerisms um, a little bit. That, you know, basically, you know, after they broke him, he was told on multiple occasions, you escape again, we're going to kill you. And right, right. you could see he was so broken down the entire time of him leading up to that escape attempt. He had pretty much resigned himself to, he was going to escape again, all, not necessarily with the intent of getting caught, but he's pretty right. much just like, I'm going out with a bang and... And that's yep. how it's just going to be. Right. Yeah. And with that, you almost see the breaking down of other characters that seemed untouchable, you know, like look at the warden mm-hmm. um, that had just the sunglasses. Yep. And at the end, the sunglasses come up and then they're mm-hmm. broken. So it's almost like that shield, that unbreakable barrier is now gone. Yeah. And uh, and if you noticed so. in the end, too, when you see everyone out on the uh out on the work detail again, out on the chain gang, uh, it's a different walking boss. It's not the man with no eyes. Uh-huh. Right. That's it. The man yep. with no eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. The, the, the ending of this movie, and, and I, I kind of have a note on that as well. It's, you know, leading up to this anyway, there's kind of a weird good guy, bad guy dynamic throughout the movie. 
Um, you know, most movies have uh-huh. the good guy, they have the bad guy, and it's more or less straightforward with some exceptions. In this particular movie, it's kind of weird because obviously Luke's a criminal. Um, everyone's a criminal in the prison. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the really the two main uh, prisoner characters, Luke and Dragline, they're more or less the good guys of the movie. You know what I mean? Right. And the it's the and the prison system is uh portrayed as the antagonist. So already we're kind of it's kind of an odd dynamic to the movie anyway. And then right. If we're looking at it in that point of view, this is one of kind of the few movies where the good guy doesn't really win in the end, you know. Um right. Which is you know, I mean, it happens in movies, but for whatever reason, it every time that happens, it seems odd. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. And it's like, you don't really see that until hindsight. Like, look at how the prison system was the antagonist because they almost showed no remorse, mm-hmm. right? So when uh, Luke's uh, mom died, mm-hmm. they still just like put him in the box because... They put him in the box specifically because they knew he would escape and try to go to the funeral. Yeah, right. And they they right. told him that pretty much. You know, you're going in the box until your mom is in the ground. And they said that when he got out. You know, he said, "Hey, your mom's in the ground. You can pretty much think about escaping. You have no reason to escape now." Right. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm with you. That that that's a good point. That good guy bad guy dynamic. Because, like, the system itself, the people that were, like, holding up that system uh, when the movie started are now broken, so. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it, and it makes it even a little bit weirder because, you know, the, the prison staff themselves, they weren't necessarily, uh, well, I was going to say overly harsh, but they didn't do anything that they said they wouldn't do. You know what I mean? Like... It was right. kind of a, they got the speech right out the rip, um, and, and you know, it was kind of, it was tough, but it was a, you know, go along and everyone gets along kind of thing, you know, right. and that's pretty much what we saw, except when Luke decided to step out of line, and he was punished pretty much according to what uh, the warden had said was going to happen. You know, so that kind of adds a weird right, right. aspect to it as well. Like, yeah, they're really, I mean, the system is portrayed as bad guys, but re- I mean, they're also doing exactly what they said they were going to do. And for the most part, from what the viewer saw, it wasn't, you know, if you did what you were supposed to do, it wasn't that bad. I mean, yeah, you're working hard and, and everything, but you weren't really, you weren't overly punished for anything Unless you stepped mm-hmm. out of line, so right. So yeah, I guess that kind of adds another right. a layer to the whole thing. Right, right, yeah. And then you kind of almost see like the way that they almost overstepped that um, that if this then that, and then now they're just doing it out of spite for Luke because of his personality towards them. Never changed, but once it starts <laughs> like. Getting to the point that 
Luke becomes annoying to them because now he's like obviously defying and he's just looking for that final mm-hmm. straw to be like, just shoot me. It's almost like they broke him because they waited so long to kill him. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and it's, you know, part of that whole thing is trying to overly aggressively punish him because, you know, if you let that kind of thing go, everyone's going to start doing that, you know? Right, right. Um, right, right, right. But, yeah. you know, I mean, it's a, a made up movie and, 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 and that sort of thing, but it's the kind of thing that we see it, you know, uh, to a, li- a little bit in real life where it's you you see a little bit of too aggressive punishments for stuff like that because you have to keep the system in line you know right right but you know i'm not an aficionado on 1950s <laughs> prison camps but uh, <laughs> right, that's what i would right. assume <laughs> would be going on yeah that's funny <laughs> All right. Uh, not to take you know a, a huge turn to the dark side, but anyway, now that we finished up my portion, is there anything you wanted to add on to a big guy from like the discussion that we've had? So no, far? you know, I think we, I think just going through years, we we really covered pretty much everything. I really had, uh, you know, one or two other points uh, I wanted to make, and one of them being small, like two years on a chain gang for cutting the heads off of stinking parking meters. Yeah, which that's yeah, like <laughs> the opening of the movie. It's so funny anyway. Just the scene of him drunkenly using a pipe cutter to cut off. He wasn't even picking them up and breaking them to get the money. He was just cutting them off. <laughs> yep, on to the next one. On to the next one. <laughs> and he gets sentenced to two years in a chain gang for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, why? Well, I, I guess to 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 look at extrapolate that out even farther, he ends up getting. Two years in a chain gang, he was only supposed to be there two years, ends up getting it extended anyway because he doesn't know how to act right, um, right. and then finally gets killed because he doesn't know how to act right for a two-year sentence. Right. Now, no matter how bad that two years is, it's only, as far as prison sentences go, it's only two years, and you get yourself right. killed over it, over cutting the heads off parking meters. um and the other thing i wanted to look at too is really just the cast you know there aren't a ton there's a lot of actors in the movie but there's not really a ton of mm, stars i guess um main characters really i mean you have dragline uh cool hand luke there's a couple other prisoners that are pretty prominent um and then you have the prison staff, you have uh, you have the warden and the man with no eyes, the walking boss. And uh, mm-hmm. But out of all those people, I mean, there really are some pretty big names in there. I mean, obviously Paul Newman, We uh, you, everyone knows Paul Newman, one of the, in my opinion, one of the greatest actors of all time. Um, but I mean, even George Kennedy, who... Was in, I mean, he was in a ton of stuff from early. Uh, I think he was in a. He, he's always kind of played a tough, big tough guy in things, whether it's uh, TV mm-hmm. westerns. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in, you know, believe it or not, he's been in a ton of comedy movies. Uh, even all the way back to the <laughs> early '60s, he was in the Kale's Navy 
movie 1964, um, a bunch of Western TV shows as well as movies, uh, uh, several uh, John Wayne movies, I believe, um, he was in, uh, uh, even up to 80s, and I think, I want to say he was active into the 2000s as well, um, but he was in the Naked Gun movies with Leslie Nielsen, um, just a guy that pops up okay, okay. everywhere. And he's not necessarily the star of any movie, but it seems like he's in everything. And TV shows. Right, 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 right. Um, And another one is Strother Martin, who is the same way. A ton of Western TV shows and movies. um, Always kind of there in the background, but not necessarily ever in the limelight. Um, I think he was in a ton of... uh, Gunsmoke, I Love Lucy, those type of shows and movies, just everywhere right. in him. Um, he was in the airport air, uh, airport series as well. Uh, sorry, airplane series. Uh, George Kennedy was? Uh-huh. I think, was he in Airplane? I know he was in Airport, which is a drama. Oh, sorry. Airport. Yes, Airport. Yeah, I, I misread that as well. Um, but yeah. And, and I saw the naked gun too, which put me in mind of airplane. Um, and then okay, lastly okay, is George okay. Clifton James, who was another guy who just in tons of stuff. He was in James Bond movie, like Roger Moore, James Bond movies in several of them. Um, always a guy who's kind of mid level in whatever he's playing in. It's just mm-hmm. that he's everywhere. His, I mean, his list of movies and TV shows, all these guys, George Kennedy, Strother Martin, George Clifton James, they're, you have to, if you want to look at a list of what they're in, I mean, you're just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Um, right. And to have all these guys together in this movie, you know, and it obviously worked out and they played great parts and uh, just kind of interesting. Absolutely. You know, these kind of guys you just see pop up all over the place. You notice them everywhere. Well, I mean, I guess we watch different right. types of shows and movies as well. But, um, you know, I see all these guys and they're really, uh, really used to seeing them. Oh, who's the other guy who was in it? He was uh, uh, Wayne Rogers was in it, who was uh, been in a ton of stuff as well. Uh, but he was really big in the TV show MASH. Uh, oh, okay. Can't remember his character in the movie, but uh, he was wearing those round glasses during the poker game. Oh, that's, okay. I think yeah, I know that's Wayne Rogers. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those. That's it's, crazy. It's just a movie that have, it's got a ton of people in it, even though it's only has a handful of main characters. Right. That's crazy. Almost like a hidden gem of a cast. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Not necessarily any oh, big top it. names, but cool. it's just guys that have been everywhere. Right. That's funny. I love it. That That's awesome to point out, and I think that's mm-hmm. important. But other than that, I think we Good pretty stuff. much covered everything else, you know, going to your part. Oh, holy cow, we're coming up on the 51-minute mark. I know. <laughs> we should probably <laughs> we round should this out up, here yeah. soon. all right well thank you guys so much that was episode 122 all about cool hand luke and let me tell you this movie was good 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 good. i really 
I really enjoyed it and I was really looking forward to watching this when we talked about our suggestions way back when. So last up is Casino Royale, yep. Yep. I believe. About a 2006 film, Daniel Craig, starring James Bond. Keep the James Bond hype coming as a new James Bond movie. Daniel Craig's last is coming out later this year. So anyway, it'll be pretty cool to kind of uh, round that out with a with a fun, action-packed, crazy thriller uh, of a good time. So yeah, I'm excited for that. It's a movie uh, I've been okay. wanting to watch for a while, and it, it works out that uh, uh, we're gonna end up doing a show on it. So good stuff, man. I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Uh, rounding this out, let's rate Cool Hand Luke quick. I think I'm gonna give Cool Hand Luke definitely an 8.5 out of 10. One of my top ones. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I always tend to rate movies pretty high anyway. Um, that being said, I have a hard time giving any movie. I don't have necessarily a favorite all-time movie to give like a 10. So I'm saying like a, a 9, <laughs> like a hard 9. Yeah, if not yeah, a 9.5. exactly. 5. And, you know, I, I, I love it. Seen it forever. Kind of grew up with it. You know, it, it's one of those movies that's always on TV if you're flipping through the channels. Um, <laughs> right. And pretty much always finish it out. And even though you know exactly what's happening after every turn, love it. Absolutely love it. That's awesome. I love it. And, and I love talking to you about it. I know you're excited. <laughs> so that's good stuff. Thank you guys so much. This has been Young Nostalgia. So good to be back. Um, it feels good. Thanks so much for joining us and sticking with us even after we take very long, unplanned <laughs> breaks. It means a lot to have the support. You can find us on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify. If you like what you hear, as always, we want to hear from you. Give us a rate and a five-star rating if you could, and a review. Let us know what you enjoy, uh, as well as any movie recommendations, or if you enjoy Cool Hand Luke or just want to be a part of the conversation, give us an email at youngnostalgiapod at gmail.com. Ben, anything else, big guy? Uh, no, I think that was a good time talking about a good movie. Uh, excited for Casino Royale next week. Sounds good, and we will be back next week. Starting the jazzy outro on time <laughs> perfect cue as we always say here on Young Keep Nostalgia bottles empty and the ashtray is full we'll talk to you next week <laughs> <laughs>